Hello. Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. 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 Nice pullover. Thank you. Thank you. I got it from uh, Hillary's mom some year, maybe last year. Oh, as a gift to you, not a hand-me-down. No, no, a gift to me. It's all about me when it comes to Jane Hansen. Um, yeah, it it looks it looks sharp as heck. Thank you. Well, so if 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 uh, listeners are somehow able to see me in this pullover, yeah. which I don't know what technology William is working with on the other side of this thing, so I can't rule anything out. Uh, and you're noticing that you have any criticisms keep in mind that i i accidentally dried this at least once you're not supposed to dry it uh and so that that tends to have the effect of um shortening the body of the mm-hmm. the sweater you're not a big sweater guy so i, I i'm not I a like sweater guy but so i do fun. appreciate the explanation for sure yeah so what's it, the it material sh- what's the material that that is made of i'm not sure is that a fleece uh, it's not fleece, but it also doesn't feel like wool. I don't know. Um, does it breathe? Does it breathe? Well? I can ask her to feel it, but, uh, it breathes pretty good. I mean, you don't really want it to breathe too much because the whole goal is to keep things inside the warmth inside that your body is generating. Sure. So you don't really want it to be easy breezy, but, um, you know, it's not stifling. Great, 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 great. <laughs> Um, any logo or branding on it? I can't see below the the oh, shoulders. I believe this is LL Bean. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks. It has an R uh, R E I L L Bean flavor to it. Yes, yes. It's the uh, the clothing of the um, uh, New Mexico's upper middle class. Dads. Dad. Well, I I mean. <laughs> My mom was the big REI gal in our family. But, oh, okay, okay. But Sorry. I understand, you know, yeah. different strokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did not mean to gender that preference. Yeah. Um, well, Simon, why don't you go ahead and welcome people back? Folks, welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Bluer, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, I'm thankful for you! <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things, Simon. Worry a meter! <laughs> which leads me. Uh, which leads me to my first question, Simon. You know, I'm a, I'm a man who. If he sees a piece of ice, uh, whether it's in cube form, icicle form, ice sculpture form, I only got one thing that's going through my head, and that is how the heck am I going to break that ice? Sure. So I like to come with the questions that are going to break the ice. Uh Got one for you today. It's a simple one, and I think our listeners are going to want to know. Where Simon is at on the worry meter? Oh, okay. This is this icebreaker is just a, a regular net segment. You yeah, know, often yeah, it's yeah. about trivial things that are that are fun and kind of get our our um, no, juices no, flowing. No, 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 Simon. Fun event. is scheduled, of course, as all, right. all good it's fun is. But it is. <laughs> if you want the fun, wait till about minute forty-two. <laughs> or skip ahead to minute 42 if you'd like i i personally can't wait to find out what we do discuss at many minute 42 oh yeah uh but i i imagine it's at if it's not fun yet it will be much closer to the fun than you are right now right now is just a, a long winded answer to where simon's at at the fun worry meter worry meter not fun meter right, right. fun meter zero worry meter is probably higher than that Yes. So, William, here's where I'm going with this one. Um, I'm feeling better. Folks should know we're recording this before the Suns game, so if they get demolished, uh, you know, know that my worry meter would be ratcheting back up. But uh, but the Celtics game did a lot to assuage at least some of my concerns. You had some of the lingering things. Harden did not have a particularly good game, at least shooting-wise. 
there were some things you could you could nitpick around the edges. And also, the Celtics seem to be one of those teams, kind of like the Hawks, where like they're either riding a seven-game win streak or you know hurting from a multi-game losing streak. Um, but they are at least kind of good. I and they were in the midst of one of their high highs. Exactly, exactly. So, so, um, and it was like a dominant performance. They, they came out like, I, I watched not that much of this, but I did watch some of it and it was immediately clear. Like even, even a not eagle eye such as myself could tell, like they had a lot of energy out there. They were, they were flying for loose balls and rebounds. They were actually trying to get steals, which makes me think, William, it's the fact that this team doesn't get steals, not just because of our scheme. I'm sure it has something to do with our scheme, but also just because we aren't trying because they were able to generate multiple steals just in the few minutes that I watched just from like, you know, playing passing lanes, being looking like they actually wanted to steal. Um, so I, anyway, but it, they just look they generally looked um, great. Uh, just in, you know, like it was a kind of thing where like even if we had lost that game, I would have said, you know, well, you know, we came out, we gave a good, a good Nets effort. Yeah, and um, that Nets effort is has propelled us, Simon, to a pretty comfortable lead in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Right. So last week we talked, and and you were we were in first, but it was by you know half a game or something like that. Now we've got a couple games, I think, on the next closest team. The Wizards yeah. and the Bulls have both been been dropping some games. Yeah. So I think we're minimum two games up from any other team in the Eastern Conference. I think we're 1.5 now, but yeah. Sorry. Oh, on who? On the Bulls. 1.5 on the Bulls, two on the Heat, two on the Wizards. Okay. Two on the Hornets as well. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're doing well. Um, and the Bucks are resurgent, but they're still pretty far back. Well, 2.5. Yeah, they are very resurgent. <laughs> yeah. Still the team you're scaredest of? Oh, definitely. I mean, they just had people hurt. That right. was a big reason why they weren't playing. It wasn't like they had an existential crisis or something. And now well, I mean, uh, you could argue the same thing for the Nets, right? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, our one of our guys that's quote-unquote out is probably never going to play an NBA game again, so. Yeah, um, I think he's really out. I right. I I do feel with every passing day that it's the odds are are far uh, more likely that Kyrie Irving will never play an NBA game again than that he will play an NBA game again. Yeah, I mean it. It's like my hopes were kind of tied to Eric um, Adams, Eric Adams, but like the new variant and numbers are rocketing up. Like there's just always going to be something, some reason for that not to happen and to make it politically difficult. I think for Eric Adams to, to do what I'm sure he would like to do, which is, right, which is why w- the reason that the people of New York put him into office uh, was to why. get Kyrie Irving on the court. Yeah. Yeah. And to be business friendly. Um, sure. For sure. There, there, there are more uh, Warriors fans in New York than Nets fans, but <laughs> right. they're all NBA fans first and foremost. Okay, Ab- and absolutely. they want to see this player allowed in the game. Yeah, I would love to. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, but no, but we're also missing Joe Harris. We're yeah. also missing a guy we have a little watch out for, Simon, by the name of nick claxton yeah oh it's nick claxton so he's he continues to be on the bench so whatever he has is is probably not highly contagious correct where are we at where i know that you've got at least two sources within the nets medical team Mm -hmm. feeding you insider information could you could you (laughs) give us myself and the listeners some sense of what's going on behind the scenes with Nick Claxton. Yes. So I am as, as con- concerned as ever about uh, young Nick who uh, continues to say to be very cagey about what his ailment is. I'll read you the quote here. 
uh, when asked about what his particular ailment was, he says, quote, I was sick. That's the extent I want to go with. Then he, he laughed, and then he says, I was sick, but I'm feeling better now. I'm getting back to where I need to be so I can get out there and play, blah, blah, blah. So he also mentioned that uh, he lost a lot of weight, which anyone who has looked at Nick Claxton pre-illness would say he needs to go in the opposite direction uh, and start gaining weight. So the fact that he lost weight is really, really quite alarming. So, I mean... And if you just look at this photo, folks should go to the New York Post photo that they have of him handing out. He's doing some some good charity work here. Hats off to him for that. But um, he looks a bit like me in my um, – remember when I had my Packers coat, my Michelin yes. man coat? <laughs> it's not like that. It, I mean, was made, much... it was made for an offensive lineman on the Packers. <laughs> exactly. And it was being worn by a, a Simon who couldn't have been more than a buck or a buck tin at the that, time. That is exactly right. Um, so he, he just looks he, – he's not looking well even now and he's still like i don't know i uh, believe october 25th was the was the the last game he played it's now november's 27th and there's no indication he's he's coming back anytime soon so you know it's a it's some kind of embarrassing and serious illness that he suffered from or or it's not i still think there is a chance that this was that the illness is a cover but Little things like um, it's still taking him this long to to get back to the game and that, you know, he says he lost a lot of weight. Like, why would you throw that in there if it wasn't real? So I, I don't know. They've, they've at least thrown me off the scent. If this was their goal of, of thinking the illness was a total red herring, mm-hmm. um, they've successfully done that. Uh, but still – very, very concerned. So, so you now are more on the side that he was legitimately sick. Yeah. But none of your sources have have been able to give you a diagnosis of what that was. No, other than that, it must be some kind of like pretty like something that people, you know, I, I'm sure wrongly, no one should be, you know, uh, criticized for any kind of illness. Uh, but something that he feels is stigmatized. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I would encourage at this point, I don't, you know, in 2021, I don't know anything uh, else to do other than to crowdsource what it could be. Yeah, exactly. So hit us up, maybe next time at gmail.com or on Twitter or on Instagram. DM us. Let us know. Our DMs are open. A lot of, a lot of, uh, accounts with our sort of reach close down their dms but we like to stay in (laughs) touch with Mm -hmm. our listeners simon that is a commitment of ours currently if i tell me if i'm wrong about this william but currently (laughs) fuck you (laughs) say it (laughs) fuck you (laughs) if our uh if our current situation if i'm not mistaken is me uh, manically DMing you on our maybe next time account. That that's primarily. I would our, say our action. You there. are yes, you are far and away the most frequent DMer <laughs> on the account. There are some <laughs> others that slide in there. I'll get a sets. Yeah, yeah. DM every now and again of a good dunk or something. Uh, <laughs> usually not net related that's nice of Seth. but Seth. anyway the point is listeners if you're out there slide into those dms let us know what you think nick claxton had now you know we're we're worried about it we're, this is coming from a place of love this isn't we're not we're not tmzing claxton here right no. we're not trying to shame him we're not trying to uh you know, say that it's wrong to have whatever he had. Uh, we just wanted to see him back, and we would like to somehow apply some pressure on the Nets organization to, to you know, to tell us what's really going on so that we can see him on the court. Because I, Simon, am not yet convinced that he actually has anything. I think maybe after a slow start, something's just been off this season, and they don't want to embarrass him. Yeah. Uh, by just you know 
saying that they benched him, so they're using this as a pretext. I know you've you've put that forth as a possibility. That's still where I am. Yeah, okay. Um, but I just don't see how he could be as bad as, say, a Blake Griffin out there. Well, I mean, right, who's now suddenly not playing. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on. It's very troubling. Uh, Nets fans will recall that last year he spent, like, the entire first at least half of the season it felt like with like a shoulder thing or something he just has never played the beginning of the year for like a while for for one reason or another yeah 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 yeah. concerning stuff what isn't concerning however simon is the recent play of superstar in the making, potential new best friend of Kevin Durant on the team, uh, rookie sensation Cam Thomas. Yeah, are you buying the hype? Are you all in on Cam Thomas? Is there or has there ever been a greater player to put on the black and white? Of the, of the Brooklyn Nets. I'm glad he's getting some PT out there. Um, I am not sure how long that's going to last, but, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that's, like, exciting to see. It's, he's kind of our Kuruks, uh, he's our Kuruks. Of, of years prior. Yeah, um, I'd say I'd say a more, yes, I agree with you that he's, he's similar to Kuruks in that Kuruks was legitimately exciting. And decent at times. And I'd young, say, we didn't expect much out of him. And we didn't expect much out of him. I would say that his style of play is more similar to Kuroot's draft mate, Jean and Musa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. He is not a hard-nosed um, uh, The goon. hunchback of Sarajevo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, totally. He is definitely. Um, but, uh, he, he's, yeah, he's just, you know, he's, a, he's, he's, it's like funny because like he has such a flashy sort of like style, but like, as you pointed out, he doesn't show any emotion. Yeah, like, he has the style of someone who, right. Who he has the style of someone who would be like, you know, really hot dogging it out there. Yeah. But he he does the exact opposite. He has, he's like, he's like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but like, uh, but yeah, you know, the, I'm sure you saw the clip, clip William, and maybe this is part of what you're referring to with, with him being Durant's best friend, like the clip of him and Durant, um, talking and then like, uh, Harden comes up and gives him a big hug. It, it's just like the sort of like, vibes that you need from like your young players that you're not gonna like he, you're not gonna give a big warm hug to joe harris or something because like joe harris even if he's having a good game it's like well you know that's why you're getting the big bucks like this is what we expect of you but you know you get these sort of warm moments of, of yeah young... so there's that moment there's the moment uh he and kd are on a fast break he, in a rare, rare moment of selflessness, Cam Thomas passes the ball to Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, the record stopped. Uh, <laughs> the broadcasters audibly gasped when he did it. <laughs> and KD scored. And after that, there was a big high five moment. And then the, um, the presser after i forget which game maybe the Cavs game or something when cam thomas went out and said that he beat kd at one-on-one -on -one. did you hear about right this? right yeah and then kd comes out 10 minutes later and you know obviously joking around but says that he beat the crap out of him and they're going to keep score from wherever they were at that day anyway it's just very evident that that kd seems into this guy which is a pretty good sign if kd thinks that you know you're you're on the level i mean obviously not on his level but like he's not i don't i don't think he's going to i don't think he's going to waste his time on some like asshole rookie who thinks he's hot shit and takes every shot you know 
Right. I uh, he also has. They've been going back and forth on Instagram with with shit talking, similar to exactly what you described. Right. But it's uh, but it, it it seems probably more good natured than the uh, Bam at a bio oh, yeah. <laughs> Olympic no, totally team stuff. Right. No, this is an actual regular trash talking of people who don't hate each other. Correct. Totally. Yes. This I believe. Right. He is, right. He is not um so covering up his mask. With Cam Thomas sort of coming into his own, obviously it's a small sample size. Obviously we can't trust Cam Thomas in game seven against the Bucks to go out there and give us any minutes let alone like 25 solid rotation minutes yeah but this was something i believe brian winters may have talked about on his most recent podcast and i think it's worth talking about now um two days after thanksgiving and that is whether it has absolutely nothing to do with what i'm about to say uh and that is (laughs) if there are any potential implications for joe harris re the rise of cam thomas which is to say would the nets be more open to potentially trading joe harris who i think is arguably the best trade piece the nets currently have he's a type of player that a lot of teams would want um now that they know They've got a scorer, at least, in Cam Thomas. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe it moves the needle a little, though. To your point, like, the Nets are really just concerned about the postseason, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think Cam Thomas being good in the even 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 if he does carve this niche out and he is getting like 15 minutes a game or something in the regular season which would be nice in the in the the regular season right that would be good save save a little time for for other folks um to 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 not have to play 38 minutes or whatever a game that'd be great um but yeah i don't see them thinking that cam and i doubt they will think this by the trade deadline either that cam is like a legitimate playoff helper okay Simon, just sorry to interrupt. Uh, is Joe Harris a legitimate playoff helper? Oh, Dissity. But no, I mean, not Dissity. I mean, he was a disaster. People were right. burning his his jersey but, for a reason. So totally, my point is <laughs> the one the one Joe Harris jersey that's been sold was burned. Right, right, um, and and also <laughs> just another slight side note in terms yeah. of in terms of like who can handle the pressure. Remember when when uh, Cam Thomas came out in that game? We I think we were at uh, and just hit those like in the last couple minutes those two free throws completely yeah, yeah. unfazed. Whereas Joe Harris is like a seventy eight percent like really bad for a guy who is a historically great shooter, right. a really bad free throw shooter, which is clearly uh, mental. Whereas as you say, Cam Thomas has the complete stone cold uh killer look of Kawhi Leonard he is a better free throw shooter you might want to check me on that I'm just assuming he is a better free throw shooter (laughs) than Joe Harris I could just see them being like look Joe Harris we we could you know we we have x weakness probably like a good big uh that we could use Joe Harris to go out and get we know that Joe Harris is a nothing in the playoffs um other than like a slight slightly alters the gravity on the court, but can't actually produce anything. And people are going to have to respect Cam Thomas too, because they know he can score. I, here's what I think. I think if the Nets make the decision that they think Joe Harris is not going to help them in the playoffs, they, which is, which as you've laid out, there's evidence for, then they will trade him. But I don't think it, I do not think it has any bearing on, how they feel about Cam Thomas, because I don't think they will be playing Cam Thomas in the playoffs. Okay. Now, I think, um, I think it's probably too soon to say whether or not Cam Thomas's role on this team is real or not. I, yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent, but the trade 
uh, you know, the whenever free agency begins on December fifteenth, I think December fourth. You mean when that you can trade people when, who are just signed? Exactly, exactly. So you know, that's a couple more weeks. If Cam Thomas continues to get say fifteen to twenty minutes a night, you're gonna have whatever it is, ten ish more games to look at him. And then by the time that's over, I think it goes through February. Yeah. They'll have a pretty good sense. So yeah, I'm not saying like, okay, lock it in. They've seen Cam Thomas. Uh, Joe Harris is superfluous on this team. Move him. But I, I would just say if things continue in this direction where Cam Thomas is getting rotation minutes on a regular basis, I would not be at all surprised if they could talk themselves into him being able to provide them whatever 15 to 20 minutes a game in the playoffs that won't be meaningfully worse than what Joe Harris has proven to get. And they can get something for Joe Harris. Yeah. I just don't see Steve Nash playing cam in the, in the playoffs. I, regardless of how well he does in the regular season, I just don't think, I, I, I don't think the trust is going to be there for a, for a rookie um, to, for this team to yeah yeah no i mean i would say definitely you know you you so you saw that at the beginning of the season for the first several weeks uh cam thomas was totally out of the rotation uh steve nash nash had zero trust in him and steve nash i said this early on like seems to me to be annoyed by cam thomas's style of play but that does appear to be changing when he goes down to the g league and scores 46 points you know it, <laughs> it makes him hard to be like you know what this is just a classic G League guy. Like, you know, we would we would bring guys up from the G League and look at their their numbers and be like, ooh, looks pretty good. He averages 14.4 points and three and a half rebounds. This guy's a superstar. <laughs> uh, Though there are pe- I mean, you know, there are plenty of people who like you know, like Isaiah Whitehead was amazing in the in the G League. Uh like scorers, you you could you do have like an inflated sense of scoring. Now again, I'm not saying that can I yeah, I, I mean Cam Thomas clearly can contribute, um, at least in the the regular season a bit. Who do some you games. think will have a better NBA career? Isaiah Whitehead or Cam Thomas? Oh, Cam Thomas. But Cam Thomas was a first round pick <laughs> who who if anything dropped because of other reasons, not because of like scoring. Right. Because uh, he does literally nothing else. Right. Um and he's gotten a couple in the two games he's played meaningful minutes and he's gotten two blocks. Oh God, he had that one great block. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm 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 drinking the the Cam Thomas Kool Aid primarily because I um, am ready to spit out the Joe Harris tea. Uh huh. And I need another liquid to be consuming. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but I I do concede that we are definitely not to the point where it is. Uh, clear that Steve Nash is on board the Cam Thomas train. Right. Uh, but we got a lot of season left to go. We're only a quarter of the way there, and already the young rookie is making his mark. Uh, I also saw Dayron Sharp get a little run in the Celtics game. Well, yeah, cause garbage, they, complete garbage, garbage time. time. Yeah, but yeah. looked good. Continues to look good. Do you know what Love he's looking like uh, in Long Island? Who is now the focus, obviously, of this podcast? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't care about anyone in Long Island. Right. I, I truly don't. Except that that is right. This podcast is based on a team I know nothing about and care nothing about, <laughs> and I don't mean the Nets. Uh, who's who's coaching the Long Island Nets right now? Don't know. Don't remember God his name. Damn it. I'm sorry. No, it's it's on it's it's our fault. We've done. I'm sure we've done an assistant coach's corner on him, um, but neither of us can recall. Okay, so we are about to transition to fun, 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 fun in the sun. But before we do that, Simon, I think it's time we do an ad read. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy, bro. <laughs> Um, so we're doing an ad read as we do each and every unrelenting week. Uh, and this was supposed to be a special week for our podcast network in which, uh, the NBA part of the network had like, uh, we were getting a special, like, 
special funnel of money from from DraftKings to do these ads for NBA podcasts. And yet every ad they give us is an NHL ad. So I'm about to read you yet another NHL ad. I hope that you not only like the Nets, but also the NHL. One of, I'd say, maybe the most niche of the pro sports leagues. Um, of the major pro Of the major leagues. ones. This is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, new customers. This is pretty exciting stuff. Uh, and I'm glad I personally get to be the one to bring you this message. You can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you'll end up winning. Simon, who is going to read the bullet points this week? Uh, I, I can do it, though. I just want to warn you. No, I haven't... who? No, I, know, oh. I know technically Simon McCormick is going to... Simon McCormick as whom? As um, I'll do uh, I'll do Sir Sean Connery. Sean Connery. If sportsbook isn't available in your stadium, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. <laughs> you can be shaken, not stirred, when everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contest basketball. Football, UFC, you name it, damn money pussy. Or, uh, uh, Omni pussy. What was it? What is the guy? Uh, um. P- pushy galore? What? Yeah, pu- pushy galore. Pushy galore. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. It's a call to action there. <laughs> Our, both of our Sean Connerys are terrible. No. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I'm a Scotchman. I'm that. a Scotchman. Gosh, the pushing a little second. Yours is good. Thank you. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any HL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the Nets. In the net, nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting part of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania older. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 30 William. Two, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. What, uh, what would you like to... I have a gambling say? update for you, though, which is that... Uh, things Can, wait, hold moving... on. Can we go to gambling... Uh, gambling... What would be a G alliteration that would imply a space in a room? Um, uh, Garnet? Gam- gambling yeah. Garden. Gambling Garden. How lovely is that? Okay, we're taking a stroll to Gambling Garden. Ah, the flowers are lovely. Yeah. The, uh, the, those... the weather's nice here. <laughs> The trees are just about the right height. Um, <laughs> not too tall, not too short. <laughs> just a perfect tree height. So, so you know that's a Mitt Romney thing. <laughs> no. Yes, Mitt Romney. That was one of his small talk campaigns. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course it was. Hey, I'm a everyday guy just like you. Do, do you want... like cups with handles or not handles on them? <laughs> What <laughs> we talked about, and okay, just very quickly, his he's he's said in another classic "I'm a normal person" attempt that his favorite meat is hot dog, <laughs> which is not a meat. Like you could say, my favorite, I love hot dogs, right? Mm-hmm. I I love a to grill a hot dog, right. but you don't say my favorite meat is hot dog. Right, no, it's like my favorite vegetable is Frito pie. Right, right. So, okay, anyway, um, gambling corner update, gambling garden update. Uh, they are on track, William, to have legalized gambling in New York by. Um, they hope to have it all up and running by no later than Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, so I know. We did. A, I reported on that in, in Consumerism Corner a few weeks back. Oh shit! You're right. Well, I I, I saw something that indicated they, they they had like done all the contracting or something. They, they every you know they're they're making their various red tape things or 
Okay. Well, then that means we have approximately two months to come up with a reason to go to New Jersey so that we can place a sports bet there before we can just do it in our own living room. Yeah, I, I, I would love to. I'd love to go to Jersey City with you, William. Sure. Take Let's, the car if we want. Yeah, I mean, you sure. can also get there very easily with with public, public transit. transit. Yeah, but, but it'll yeah. be better because parking will be a nightmare and I'll go crazy. So. <laughs> Probably just do the car. I think the car sounds best. He's not kidding, folks. He will. He'll go crazy. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking lose it. I'll lose it on that car. I'll abandon that thing and wherever we end up in Jersey, betting. Uh, Well, that's great news. I know that I, at least, will find it much easier than going through various Antiguan uh, outlets to place my modest bets, my modest annual NBA bets. Uh, Not looking good this year, by the way, my bets. Uh-oh. Though I do have one, I'd call it the uh, the net special. I think I may have told you about it, but I I bundled three overs, okay, that are all connected to the win to the to the nets. Uh, one is nets winning like whatever the line was, fifty six and a half, I think. Okay. So I hammered the over on that, and then I bundled that with the Cavs winning over whatever theirs was. I think it was like twenty seven. That one's looking pretty good. Um, cause Jared Allen's on the couch uh-huh, yes. and then I followed my other former net, my beloved D'Angelo Russell, and I hammered the over on the Minnesota Timberwolves at like 36. That one, a little dicier, but they're doing okay. They just won four games in a row recently. Um, so that's, that's my net special. And I think I, I'm, I think the odds are like plus. 256 or something like that for all of those to hit you those three to hit yeah those three to hit. okay yeah 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 how are you feeling about that one um best of luck to you i i i was just thinking i mean we're we're, we're off to a great start 14 and 5 but 56 wins is a lot because we basically have to keep this pace. we can drop a little bit but we basically have to keep this pace to get up to 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 above fifty to get to fifty seven wins. Yeah, but you know, every every passing day, the team seems to be gelling more and more, as we've discussed. Yeah, no, I I do think our chemistry is pretty good. I I I, I do feel from my expert chemistry watch, having no access to any in, information. You're or, the Madame Curie <laughs> of um of the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, but I just I do genuinely do feel that I, I feel like Kevin Durant is pretty happy. I think James Harden, despite his struggles, is pretty happy. Like he's joking around out there. I I think there there's like a I think people are pretty settled in their rules roles. There's obviously some drama with with Blake and stuff, but that's kind of at the margins. You're not really gonna. I feel like you're not gonna win or lose based on like who's our happiest center. Um. Right, who's so, never really been a center ever before in their careers. Right, right exactly. Which one, is it, Which one is it, of the threes and fours that are now centers <laughs> on this team? And let's not, let's not forget the guy who weighed 215 pounds before he lost an alarming amount of weight. Right. He's our other center. <laughs> we got some bruises. Okay, so we're into the fun, as you can tell, folks. Yeah, uh, we're we're going to do a, a quick Thanksgiving segment, because as some of you may know, Thanksgiving just happened. Mm, um, and this is no way an endorsement of the holiday. Okay, it's just an acknowledgement that it happened, right? Yep. And then we're going to get to a mailbag. So let's do Thanksgiving. First of all, a little happy, happy note. Uh, We're going to go around and say what we're thankful for in Nets Nation this year. This is a tradition as old as time and one that makes me profoundly uncomfortable in real life. I would never (laughs) actually want to do this with other humans around. But Mm -hmm. on a podcast with our (laughs) listeners in a safe space... I'd like to talk about what we're thankful for. Read the Nets. Simon, what are you thankful for in Nets Nation? I am most thankful for um, getting to watch, I've said it a million times already in this young season, getting to watch Kevin Durant. So, so grateful that uh, I get to do it. And you never know when you know it's going to go away for any number of reasons. So I try to take each, each day I get to watch that guy 
uh, I try to not take that for granted. Uh, Sam KD was my main one. I'll say two other side, quick side ones. To okay. an extent, the block, uh, since we still get... <laughs> We, the, I mean, I hate the new section. The view is horrible. You're standing behind so many people. It's very difficult to see. And we have to pay. Uh, right. And we have to pay, but they are cheaper tickets for the bottom yes. bowl. Like we're going to the Suns game tonight for 25 bucks. This is probably the best game happening today in the NBA. Uh, one most people would be interested in the top of the East versus the very narrowly the second best team in the in the west an exciting game we're going for 25 bucks our view will be badly obscured and we'll be forced to stand the entire time but still i guess i'm kind of thankful for that and last thing i'm somewhat thankful for simon is that um relative to your angst regarding the nets mine isn't that bad and i feel like historically on this podcast I've been the more um, angsty of the two of us, and it's nice this year that you've sort of taken the reins on that. Yeah, you 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 become you become uh, calm. Yeah, calm, bordering on indifferent. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. Oh yes. Uh, okay, I can tell that you're clearly doing something else. Um, Sorry. There's very little reaction from you, but you know <laughs> what, what? do you mean? You're just sort of you're, well, what are you doing other than this? I, I to answer am, the obvious I, thing. I got stressed out about. There's a lot of emails. You you, you can relate to this. A lot of emails in my my Yahoo where I send all my junk stuff, which yeah. just means like every ten seconds I get ten emails, and there was just a lot, and it was alarming me, and I got distracted. I apologize. Next Absolutely nation. no problem. All right, next thing we're gonna do: fun, fun, fun. Compare a net to key components of a traditional turkey day feast. Mm. Um, let's just do this one quick. What do you got here? Mine, William, is your signature stuffing. Um, oh, nice. it to Patty Mills because. Your signature stuffing, as as I said Thursday, fanta- where we spent I'll, – I'll let our Nets listeners in on a little secret. We spent uh, Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. Um, William's it. family and mine uh, <laughs> and Hiller's friend Lauren, we just had a, a great time. We, we broke was. bread together. And we – that's right. That's right. We broke bread together. <laughs> <laughs> that is so – that is – you captured exactly, exa- and it, I mean, I'm glad we both hate that. I can yes. tell from the way you said that. Oh, yeah. I would never, it, ever say that in sincerity. Right. right. I, I completely agree. Okay. It was a great time. Uh, but William made his signature stuffing, um, and the, the stuffing has wild rice in it that is supposed to just taste like wild rice. And I just want to be clear. 95% of that stuffing is so good. It is like everything you want from a stuffing. It is ri- it is like full of flavor. The bread is like soft. Um you put some gravy on it and it instantly mm. like, you know, it comes it, to life. Yes, the, it moisturizes in exactly the way you want it. But then there are the the wild rice the the last couple times William has tried to make it it has uh, it's very crunchy, mm. so yeah. that part is admittedly unenjoyable. But most of the experience is, is very good. And in fact, I don't think we got any of your stuffing this time to take uh, home. Yeah, which is totally fair. Cause no, you made... I, we had a whole other pan. I wish you, I wish you would have. I don't think we're even going to be able to finish it all. Well, we will, but well, well, well we can, we can talk about. Yeah, maybe you can together. grab some later. That's, that's a, right. That's a great wait. So who is this? Oh, Patty Mills. Patty Mills. It's Patty yeah. Mills, who I again, great. Ninety five percent of the time, love the guy. Even when he's not scoring, I really am like, okay, well, he's like finding. As I've said, he finds ways to be active and and to at least take good basketball shots. But then there are those games where it's just like, yeesh, Patty Mills. Like, you have two points on like one of ten shooting. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's mostly the games I've 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 been watching. He's mostly been great, but yeah, there are just some yeah. some off nights. When he's off, he's he's very off. Mine, I'll do I'll do cranberry sauce. Mm, cranberry sauce. It's it's a polarizing sauce. Yeah. It's a polarizing yeah. part of the of the of the whole meal. People have strong feelings about it. You gotta <laughs> you love the cranberry. You hate the cranberry. You gotta have it, or you never want to see it again. And this one is a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to say Joe Sy is a polarizing owner. 
Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, you either love that he seems willing to spend endlessly on his team and that he's, you know, extraordinarily wealthy, so can spend endlessly on his team, yeah. or like uh, an Enos Cantor, you find it deeply problematic that he's so tight with the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hate him as a result of that. I personally, Simon, yeah, um, think that any billionaire is irredeemably corrupt, uh, sure, whether sure. they're tight with the Chinese government or right. the Russian government or yeah. the American government. US government, yeah, very much the U.S. government. Uh, they're all monsters. So Sai is no worse than any of the others in that respect, in my opinion. Um, so I guess in that sense, I would be pro. Sigh, though in life I'd say I'm not pro cranberry sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Making it the perfect comparison. (laughs) Making it the killer comp. (laughs) So can I tell you one thing that I find kind of kind of uh worthy of criticism for for uh Joe Psy? Other than his comments at the recent um Milken event? Right, right. Um, it's just that he is so lame. Like he is the <laughs> lamest billionaire I've ever. I mean, I guess like Balmer is pretty lame too. But at least Balmer is like weird nerd energy. Like the like you know you could tell he was like made fun of as a kid because he's just like a weird freak. Yeah. But Joe Sai, let me just give you one little example here. He posts. This is November twenty fifth, so Thanksgiving. He says, "For Thanksgiving, we had." Crispy skin turkey, think PK duck, and Chinese sticky rice with chili sauce. I'm working on my third plate, but already eyeing the pumpkin, pecan, and apple pies. Then he says, carry the hell on, which is which he, he notes, and he, he adds Kendrick Perkins. You know, that's his kind of, his like saying, his his little um, tag, his gimmick. Okay, I didn't know He's that. Like, his, ta- except, his, his catchphrase? His catchphrase, that's what I was looking for, yeah, exactly. But when he says it, when Kendrick Perkins says it, he's just said some, you know, scorching hot take. LeBron James is a piece of shit and should be shot in the head. Carry the hell on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he says something that you're like, you know, you're like, he knows you're outraged by. And then he's like, you know what? Just get get past it. Like, don't. Right. Don't Don't, don't at me. Exactly. Exactly. That's why he says it. But when you say carry the hell on after the most mundane, generic Thanksgiving post. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense, Josiah, and this is so lame. Have you heard of uh, Magic Johnson's Twitter? Yeah, where he says, right, he's like, he's like, LeBron James scored 23 points with eight rebounds tonight. Uh, Good performance. (laughs) Exactly. He really really shot the ball well tonight. (laughs) He was eight for 11. Good shooting tonight. Exactly. No, right. But it's just like you could. Why don't you talk about like the children you had? Like I'd rather you talk about the power you have to like inflict endless misery on like an enormous number of people than be like, I had a turkey today. Like everyone fucking else. (laughs) Right. Everyone. And you're excited about the three pies that you're allowed to have on this fucking day. It's such a. You are such a dork. Agreed. He also doesn't have very many followers. Right? No, he has thirty-seven point nine k. Fies fewer followers than Nets Daily. He is a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a lot of edge, old Josai. No, at least and like Steve Cohen, you know, he's getting his he he is at least sending out little petty gripes, kind of like like uh, kind of like um, proto Trump gripes about like free agents who were mean to him. Uh huh. Like he's he's got a little bit of edge. I mean, it is annoying. Steve for Cohen. Reason. Yeah, he's um the, he owns the Mets. Oh, he, they finally allowed him to buy the Mets. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, what a what a disgraceful and untrustworthy display from an agent of some 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 free agent that he feels spurned them or something. Uh huh. But like, it's, I would just so much rather that than like I had a turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. Right. What do you attribute your success to? Mm, mostly just doing the most generic thing humanly possible. Right. Like, give us some cutthroat shit here, Joe. Yeah, you don't you don't conquer the tech world in China yeah. by being a bland guy. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly right. Yes. 
Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad we had a little sigh talk. We should do it more often. Yeah. Um, Simon talk sigh, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, it's time to turn to our mailbag. IRL Jay Z, friend of the show, uh, hit us up with some great suggestions, which we will be taking up over the next few weeks. Uh, it's all a part of another little corner. Once you leave our garden from earlier yeah. you're gonna hit you're gonna run right into a little place called corporate collaboration corner <laughs> okay and in this particular corporate collaboration the nets are gonna team up with fast food giants and what he's asked us to do simon is he's gonna have three nets sign ad deals with three different fast food franchises each is to receive a signature sandwich type time-limited food item like the travis scott and mcdonald's thing i don't know what that is do you know what that is i don't i don't okay we should look that up or actually someone should hit us up and tell us what it is uh which three nets and for each their culinary concoction so basically we're supposed to come up with three uh collabs between nets players and fast food companies simon can i give you my first one yeah i'd love that all right in a desperate attempt at relevancy, Arby's has decided that the only way it can compete in the race to the bottom fast food price wars is to start a one day later for one dollar menu where they sell all the product they couldn't sell the day before for the low, low price of one dollar. Um, sure. It's likely lethal, but it's cheap. <laughs> uh, and for me, Simon, this new one day late for one dollar menu is Blake Griffin. Ugh. He is well past his expiration date, but for the low, low price of one vet minimum, you can risk your life and roster him and or ingest him. Yes. And that Fantastic. is brought to you by Arby's, which I think is a suitably um, irrelevant and I baffling that it still exists to me. Uh, franchise. Yeah, I. I think we're we have some coastal elitism working on us here, William, because I, I suspect that it's a franchise that's beloved in, say, like the South, if I had to guess. OK. Arby's. Or maybe we just have little, the meats. Yeah, it's and maybe just like, I don't know, maybe even like suburban New Jersey or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain. Yeah, but I mean, in Albuquerque, that was, you know, a place where yeah we were not strangers to fast food. We would. I would never go to Arby's. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. That, I know. That well, it's saw, It's so gross. They sold it in our cafeteria at, at uh, AHS or AHS. Yeah. 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 I would get it there. Okay. I will say. I, I would. Was... Of course, I would. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I ate plenty of Arby's in high school. <laughs> the I beef probably... and cheddar couldn't be better. In right. High I would imagine we ate enough Arby's in high school to keep it going for at least another decade, but. Exactly. All right. What's your first one? Okay. My first one, William, is the um, bacon mushroom melt a la KD. So this is a sandwich that Kevin Durant has partnered with Wendy's on. It is my favorite sandwich. Um, the bacon mushroom melt is, I should say, which is, for folks who don't know, um, three strips of juicy bacon Um sautéed mushrooms, two patties, two um, quarter... Maybe it's just one, actually. I think it's just one. We'll say the KD one has two. and um, One for the K, one for the D? uh, Exactly. A slice of quote-unquote cheddar cheese, which we all know is just American. And it usually has what I would describe as its only drawback, which is a very toxic-tasting cheese sauce. Now, the KD version of this signature sandwich has real truffle william it is it has like a real truffle sauce that you know would 
would, uh, you know, make, make the folks at per se or whatever comfortable. Okay. This is like a, and, and it's, it's high meets low. It's high meets low. Exactly. And the reason why it's a truffle sauce, not only do I love truffle sauce and although I've never had it, you know, I probably, I've pretty much only had like the fake truffle, like maybe it's real to some degree, but you know, you get like, yeah, you can get like truffle fries or something like that. And you're like, okay, well, why is this truffle fry only like a dollar more? Cause aren't truffles like extremely difficult to mm. obtain? You, you got to wonder, is it like truffle mimicking right. or actual truffle? This is real truffle. This is real but, authentic truffle. Exactly. And that's because I feel like Kevin Durant Durant on the Nets makes about as much sense as a truffle burger. At <laughs> like you're thinking, okay, that's why is this? How how is this at Wendy's? How can this be affordable at Wendy's uh, when? Yeah. So anyway. Perfect. I love that reasoning. Thank you. Um, my next one, Simon. Uh, shots. They're, they're a big part of bar culture, as you know. Yes. Less so a part of fast food culture. That's and true. And for me, this has to change. Okay. And I think in order to get this shift in the in the sector, it, it needs to be done by a leader, a thought leader in the field. So this is going to be a Mickey D's product. Mm. So instead of shots of booze, they're going to offer flavor shots. So for instance... <laughs> If, if you want the great taste of a Big Mac, but don't have the time or, say, requisite hunger for a 17,000-calorie Big Mac, mm -hmm. uh, they'll give you a Big Mac shooter, which is basically just going to be, like, bits of beef and bread steeped in their special sauce and served in a tiny little shooter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Incredible. Would, would, you, would you be interested in a shooter? I'll take any kind of flavor shot. Honestly. Okay. Well, this will be. I'm a sucker for flavor me shots. Me too. Me too. And it's nice. It's light. You don't feel as guilty, right? No. Because it's not the whole thing. Uh, and I think the perfect face for this product would be the ultimate chucker, a shooter shooter, Cam Thomas. <laughs> Excellent, William. Um, do you have another pairing? Yes. This is. The um, the <laughs> the Javon Carter masterpiece. It is he's partnered with um, with Carl's Jr. He's gonna full court press you with flavor. Exactly, home of the already two mayonnaised up burgers. <laughs> this is a mayonnaise. It, it is a mayonnaise sandwich. It is a burger that has no burger. It's just mayonnaise and tomato slices. It is awful. It is Javon Carter. Now, I know the folks at Nets Daily, they, uh, he's constantly tweeting now like, well, over the last two games, Javon Carter shooting 42% from three. Great. That is so great to hear because as as our, as our guy Shamit is cooking over in Phoenix, Javon Carter sucks. And he's you cannot also... want Shamit back. No, I mean, I don't necessarily want him back, but I'd like something better than what we got with this Javon. Javon Carter shooting twenty eight point eight percent from three, or for, sorry, from the field. Excuse me, from the field. Twenty eight point eight percent from the field, and we're nineteen games in, folks. That is so bad. <laughs> it's not good. I thought you were going to be a huge Javon Carter fan. He has not looked good on the Nets. I will say I... that. Yeah, I would be if he were if he were better. Yeah, no, agreed. <laughs> There's no defending what Javon's been up to this season. That's that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, I've got a final one, Simon. And Subway sandwiches, you've heard of it, you love it. Yes. Is teaming up with Annie's Soup Kitchen in Albuquerque. You, oh you, my god! You know Are the you place. serious? Yeah, they're te well in this. Hypothetical. Right. No, I yeah. understand they're not actually. Yeah, so they're teaming up with Annie's Soup Kitchen in Albuquerque to create a new sandwich that exclusively appeals to retirees. <laughs> uh, it's probably uh, like a, a plain turkey on white bread with just a dab of Miracle Whip. If you're feeling like truly adventurous, maybe a shot of yellow mustard on there, but probably just a little bit of Miracle Whip will do you. Yeah. Um,. And which NBA superstar, Simon, would be a better face uh, 
for the retiree sandwich brought to you by Subway and Annie's Soup Kitchen in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Then <laughs> Kyrie Irving, the soon-to-be <laughs> early retiree from the NBA. Oh, yeah. Now, there are no early retirees over at Annie's. But, no, uh... <laughs> no. These people, these people worked well into when they'd get their full Social Security. They deserve a little rest. <laughs> yeah. And to not After... be bombarded with McDonald's flavor shots like the kids are getting. Right. Like the Cam <laughs> Thomases of the world they're promoting. <laughs> they, the, the type of chicken, the processing that the chicken of the chicken soup I had there <laughs> was like nothing I've, as you said, it was clearly designed for the patron's teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It it somehow pulverizes any component of a piece of meat that would provide any resistance to a human tooth. Exactly. So it's, a, it's it's more like a tab of butter that has been tanning on the beach than it is <laughs> than it is a piece of any meat you've ever tried. <laughs> A butter tanning on the beach. An, <laughs> an absolutely great thing to think about. Um, okay, for my third one, this is fast. It's not actually – this is a total cop-out, to be honest. IRL, Jay-Z, you don't deserve this. But I do think it's still worth mentioning here. Um, and thank you so much for the question, IRL, Jay-Z, as always. Um, much, much appreciated. Um, this one is the Nick Claxton burger – that is, we're partnering with him for on this, but we're also hoping that he will eat it. This <laughs> is the Heart Attack Cafe's Octuple Bypass Burger. Uh, nothing will get you gaining weight faster than the eight patties, <laughs> four pounds of meat, 40 pieces of bacon, um, chili, an undisclosed amount of, of chili, uh, and cheese. It's about a foot and a half tall. Um, it has enough calories in it to last a normal human being about 10 days. That's 20,000 calories. Jesus Christ. Eat the burger, Nick. Eat it, Nick. <laughs> You're the sponsor of this thing. Eat it. Yeah, eat the eat the burger. Um, all right. Well, that was a great segment. I cannot wait to continue revisiting the Corporate Collaboration Corner. It is one of an increasingly large number of corners in this room that we have going. Which also may conveniently be a giant mouth, which is ultimately Nets Nation, which is you, our listeners, and us. Um, I guess what are we? The speakers? Yeah, we're the we're the we're the uh, hosts of the nation. We're the hosts of the nation. We're here for a good time, not a long time. And we appreciate you joining us in each and every corner that we venture to. Simon and I will be going to the Suns game in a couple hours. We will be hitting up Tiny's Cantina beforehand, unless it's too busy, in which case we will go to the increasingly shitty Black Iron Burger. Um, so you will see us what, there. If what do you think about this one? What do you think about – I guess we could discuss this off mic. But what? No, what do you think about Sweet Chick if – if tiny no oh if sweet chick yeah i would if sweet chick didn't have a line down oh, okay. Okay. it is right. arguably the most popular <laughs> restaurant on the planet the thing we're looking for here simon is no wait no right. line no customers right. okay i mean there's a very high chance this could be a dickie's bbq night for all i know oh that honestly wouldn't be i i as i've said i think i've had enough distance from dickie's to kind of yeah kind of be game to you, go again. you've forgotten what dickie's is haven't you <laughs> um okay but anyway that's what we're doing if something dramatic happens tonight if it's a statement win or a statement loss uh then you know, we might hop on and preface the podcast with a little talk about it, but it's just likely what you're going to get here. You probably didn't hear us talk about it at, at the at the top, and you're not going to hear any after this. So this is this is the podcast you listen to. We kept it short this week. It's barely over an hour and four minutes. Uh, Simon, I just found out that Tim Heidecker has a podcast. Okay. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Uh, of Tim and Eric, the guy oh. that I uh, uh, that we watch, Mister America. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Um, 
guess how long I just glanced at how long uh, some of the episodes are. But guess how long the average episode that I saw was? Uh, an hour and a half. Four and a half hours. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw some clips of it too. It it is very on brand. Oh god! <laughs> Which is to say, unbelievably funny to me, and not that many other people in your life. At, at least in your life. Uh, obviously, the guy is popular. He's able to make. A living off of his comedy. Right. So I don't want to throw shade at someone who's able to do that. But um, not many people in your life find him nearly as funny as, as you do. No. Oh, and IRLJZ suggested we try to get Matthew Lillard yeah, on the show, yeah. which is a dream. Would be a dream come true. That like would a be light, a dream. We have so much history. We could tell him all about our obsession in college with him, yeah. uh, how we saw him on the rooftop. It would be an amazing interview. And I think honestly gettable the guy's done what what was it like 36 different iterations of scooby-doo surely <laughs> he'd be willing to hop on a podcast for talk a little hoops with us yeah um all right so simon's on that and we hope to have him on sooner rather than later uh you know where to find us follow us uh message us we'd love to hear from you simon i can't wait to see you very very soon and we will go ahead and uh, see you next time i was tired of my lady we'd been together too long like a worn out recording of a favorite song so while she lay there sleeping the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter I read if you like pina colada